0: Yeah, sir. Hey,
1: bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Listen, it's a beautiful Sunday out here. It's an absolutely, on, absolutely bro. beautiful Sunday.
0: You, do you feel the energy I'm coming with, though? Man, bro, how could I not? How could I not? Hey, that right there, that ride it, right there. That
1: this ride. the bucket hat. This the bucket hat special. All the way live. Bucket ladies hat. Ladies and special. gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Bucket boys in the <laughs> building. Bucket is that boys. what we called it?
0: Let me get right, yes, Bucket Boys in the building for sure for today, you know, and shout out all the Bucket Boys, you know, the dudes that be on the street, you know what I'm saying, going ham with the buckets. This is an honor of y'all, <laughs> shout out y'all today. You know, all the Bucket Boys and Bucket Ladies, you know what I mean? Are we a gang? Is this a clique? Is this an organization? What is this? Uh, I don't know, man, because that gets complicated when you start giving it names like that. Then other people going on in. You got the people who drive buckets, you know what I'm saying? They gonna want in. You go. You gonna have the niggas that get <laughs> False buckets. False You know what I'm saying? That's not want to get in this mug. You gonna have Jimmy Buckets knocking at the door. That's, <laughs> it's complicated when you're making an organization. We are. We're an idea. Bucket Boys an real idea. talk. How
1: how how hurt is Chicago seeing Jimmy Buckets ball the way he's balling now and not being in Chicago? Man, let me tell you, that's what happens in Chicago. Chicago is used to that. Chicago.
0: What happens in Chicago is people come here and show promise. And there's a system that don't let them do what they're supposed to be able to do. And then we always watch them go somewhere else and shine. It always happens.
1: You guys are used to you guys are used to people walking out on y'all. Is what it you're happens all
0: me. the time, bro. It happens all the time.
1: I love how Chicago is you guys when it's negative, and it is us when it's positive. That's that's how I associate it. I include myself oh, when yeah, it's positive for yeah, as a yeah. being home. Yeah. And then it's I detach it when it's negative. You're a fair weather Chicagoan, bro. Something really like that. Hey. Yeah, bro. Catch me in South Africa during December, where it's it's warm, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's warm, bro. Yeah, bro. How does how does man move around
0: and never see a winter? That's that's what we should be asking. All the way, live audience, we on to him, ain't we? This yeah, man for sure catching mad flies, never see a winter.
1: <sighs> God, that's not true, dude. I spent the whole of last winter with you in Chicago, freezing, mind you freezing mm, you that you chicago did that chicago is unforgiving brother like there's something about chicago i remember the first time when i experienced it i got out of the airport and it felt like the wind personally wanted to attack me and did so through every orifice of my clothing and it got mm-hmm. right up in my skin felt like i got slapped in the face it's called a jacket check homie the wind come for you <laughs> Jacket check. What's good with
0: you? What's good? Where you get this jacket from? You bought this jacket in Africa? <laughs> Not gonna cut it, bro. Get up on out of here. You need to stop by Nordstrom, nigga. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or super dry at least. Super hey, dry bro. at the least.
0: Hey, bro. Make a move. Make a move. Move around. Burlington Co-Factory. Up the block. Come on, man. You gotta do it. All, jacket ain't gonna cut it. What's this? $2? Hey, look look hold of that, bro. Get on out of here, bro. <laughs>
1: hey, man. Look, look, look. I, I don't I don't even I don't even want to go two ways further than without introducing people to this lovely, lovely podcast of ours. This is in fact and undoubtedly the all the way live podcast. And let me tell you guys something. We have an incredible, ex- exciting show for you guys. You know, we're we're growing this entire thing. We're 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 experimenting with concepts, we're we're taking our creative liberties into into shaping this program into something that resonates with, with a lot of people and we appreciate the one 10 15 20 people that have been rocking with us that gives us uh motivation that keeps us moving um the whole intention of this show is to be able to to talk to a few to talk to a few dedicated people who you can resonate with so without further ado i welcome everybody to the all the way live podcast i'm your boy way, gila checking it in with my boy miles xavier this ain't nothing more than a conversation between two brothers, two best friends talking about the experiences of life, talking about the black life experience and the way that we've broken that up for this podcast is to have this podcast split into three different categories. We'll start on the stumble upon where we speak about um <laughs> how do you just whatever do you we've describe? stumbled
0: upon, bro? Whatever we've stumbled upon.
1: There you go. There you go. Whatever we've stumbled upon. We speak about whatever we've stumbled upon. Um, and then we go right into the currents. Now, the currents would be current news, current topics, current things we've been thinking about, current things that have been occupying our minds, and we bring that to the forefront. Now, today that current topic. Gotta stay tuned and find out some exciting shit. And then from there we go to recommend it and review. On recommended and review, we have anything that's been interesting us in terms of art, usually music, movies, anything to that to that um to that effect. And reviews of things that we have either been brought to by the fans. And this is the part where we rec- where we rely on you guys to be able to give us some feedback, to give us some uh, information and recommend it as well. Jump on in, let us know what we should be looking at. Um, and without further ado, that's the show, boy. That's the show. Boy, That's my brother, y'all see that? That's my brother, he a professional. <laughs> he a professional. working. Like working. A... Look at this man. <laughs> talk to me, kick. Hey, talk me. What you said?
0: Hey man, I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling good, you know. Happy to be here with you, happy to be here with the people. Um mm. man, I ain't even gonna hold you, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Let's get into the dapper, bro. Let me know how you how you got how you is right now. How you got how we see you. Where does energy hey, come man. from? What you
1: living like? What it be like, bro? Hey, man, listen. I'm one of the few fortunate people who get to end their week. No matter how tiresome that week is, and it's been a tiresome week for me, I get to end my week talking to my brother. Man, I swear, anytime we press play on this thing, um, a whole a whole new energy comes in. And it's nothing but pure excitement to be here with you. I I I come in I come in um uh, intentional peace and in thoughtfulness and with nothing but banter, brother. With nothing but banter. That's it.
0: I appreciate you, big dog. Appreciate right you. Right back
1: man. at you. Right back at you. What you what you dapping in with?
0: Man, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy as Sunday. I've been just it's been a a week of it's been a Fast days, but a quick week, man. You know, like no, wait, that don't even make sense. It been slow days, but a quick week. You know what I mean?
1: My 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 head agreeing with you off the rip. I'm, I don't care what my brother fast said. Fast days in a quick
0: week. Everything yeah. fast. fast and furious. <laughs> no, what I meant to this say. This week was, has
1: been fast and furious.
0: Yeah, I meant to say it's been it's been for me. It's felt like slow days, but like a fast week. I've been trying to do a lot, right? I've been. um and in a good way, right? Like just trying to push my creativity, um, my energy to like the limit, you know, and make the most of it, right? Um, especially, you know, to finish the year on a good note. Writing, you know, spinning records, working on that, um, you know, just just putting ideas into motion, man. And it's been uh, it's been like every day. It's been you know a full day of things to do, of things to to get done, um, of tiring like you know creative work. Um, and to be here at the end of it, it feels, it feels good, but it's like, man, I'm just, I'm, it feels like taking a quick breath or after a, you know, a long sprint and it's like, yeah, be here. Um, but I just cannot believe that like next week is Thanksgiving. Like we just keep, you know, time keeps slipping into the future, bro. And it's just like, man, this is crazy, but yeah, I'm happy. I feel good. I'm try- I feel like I'm maximizing my time when I can't get a hold of it. But, man,
1: is it moving fast? Um, it's moving fast. Yeah. It's moving fast. I don't know how 2020 was at simultaneously the shortest and longest year I've ever had. Because this was the same year, like, we, we're, we're semi-outside right now, but we forget there was a long period of this year where we were all inside at the same time, all on the same timeout. And that lasted months. And that went by so, so quickly.
0: Yeah, and I know what you mean by that, too. Like, anything that happened in January and February feels like a lifetime ago, right? And then you have- We were in what, India in January, February together. It's crazy, right? You know what I mean? And it's with just small little inklings of, you know, what was to come, right? Little checks in the airport and little stuff, like, but it was like no idea what the the amount of shutdown that was gonna happen um and yeah just even those times getting on that boarding that plane preparing to leave work like for that trip seems like so long ago um and yet like i the whole time that we've been since we went into quarantine seems like a blur you know what i mean and it's just like man i remember having nigga To to put in perspective how different and how quickly time moves. Do you remember at the beginning of quarantine when I was talking about the T shirt shit I wanted to do?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Doesn't that seem like it was so long ago? Like, you know what I mean? And like,
1: it does, but it also doesn't
0: because it's so related to like the stuff we're doing now, and it makes so much sense. But it's just like, there's so much has happened this year that just feels like it has Mm. slipped into the vacuum of, you know, ambiguous, like weird,
1: just time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to sell frozen chicken this year. This is the same year I was trying to sell. Yeah, dude, what? Same year, dude. We're hustlers. That's why things happen very quickly when you're when you're on the grind. That's just the reality of time in that space.
0: Yeah, and I feel just like in terms of the up and downs of ideation, the up and downs of plans being built up and then shattered by, you know. natural (laughs) forces, you know, forces beyond our control. Um, And then getting back into like a rhythm again, it feels like, I I don't know about you, but I feel like I've grown a lot this year because I've been forced to, right? Just in the face of like so much uncertainty, I've had to just rely, like bet on myself and bet on my team. And, you know, I feel definitely stronger from having been through this. They say, "What don't kill you, make you stronger. I said, I'm strong enough, Goddamn, leave me alone.
1: hey brother. look and and i and funny enough this conversation leads into my stumble upon topic which is um what given how uh, given how abrupt and how um disorganizing covid was it makes me think about what the next frontier and pandemic or next big disruption that's the word i'm looking for how big of a disruption covid was it makes me think of the next big disruption because it shows that one we're we're vulnerable to that um we're open to having mass disruptions that um that 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 really defy the operations of things that we've come very used to rely on, i.e., markets and economics and government systems and um social systems and medical medical aid, bro. Well ha- we had no idea the med the, the hospitals weren't prepared. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean they got no masks? What you mean they got no masks? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, nah, so yeah nah. man, that's that's kind of my stubborn upon topic for you.
0: Yeah, not only are we are we vulnerable to uh to another pandemic or you know, chaotic, unforeseen type circumstance, but we've also shown that once we in it, we don't handle it well. We're not very good at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go we, on that. Go on that. What would you say was how did people fumble the the, the the lockdown bag?
0: I ain't gonna forget that y'all mugs ran out and bought toilet paper like it was water. <laughs> Like, and you know what is messed up, man? You know what is messed up is when that happened. I was damn near out of toilet paper, so I got to. Go
1: <laughs> they caught you at a vulnerable time. They is caught what you're me saying. at a
0: vulnerable time, dude. So I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not about to run out of toilet paper because you motherfuckers is buying up all the toilet paper, and I'm stuck without none. So I go to the store, and bro, what I saw was disgusting. Just- it, but it was so, but it was so, it was so many people behaving the same way that I'm sure that on that mm. trip I bought a couple of extra things myself. You know what I mean? Not extra, to- not more toilet paper than I would have ordinarily bought. You know what I mean? I couldn't figure that one out. Mm. I remember pushing my cart around the store and being like, "But why <laughs> is toilet paper? <laughs> We're gonna run out of." But I probably, Dude. I'm sure I bought some extra things just because just being caught up in that, like, man, these are models really acting like it's the end of the world. All right, well, let me not run out of this, this X and this. And that perpetuates that kind of like snowball. But I just remember being like, this is not a very, this is not a very, it's like sane, logical reaction. This run on like goods that people are having. Um, and then from there, there you know,
1: go ahead. The, the theory on the toilet paper thing, just to go on that is that well, is that when we came from in the Great Depression, right? the Great Depression hit, and one of the things that sold out the quickest was toilet paper. And so mass amounts of people during the Great Depression were left without toilet paper. And so during that same period, that's when um pantries were formed, right? because pantries were a place to hold large amounts of food for stocking purposes for a long time. So pantries became very popular during that time and toilet paper ran out during that time. And so it's an interesting social phenomenon in the sense that anytime there is a a doomsday preparation or anything of that sort, toilet paper is interestingly enough the first thing that people run to, even though more, most people have more toilet paper than they need in their household at any given I did, time. I did not know that. I did not know that. At any nonsense. given time.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. But like you said, I felt, I, I was like, damn, like how much toilet paper should I be buying right now? <laughs>
1: how much is <laughs> enough for how, how much do I shit? Let me think about that. Well, because,
0: but like you gotta, but like I'm saying, I'm in that store and people are buying like three and four like things of toilet paper. And I'm just like, what is y'all, you know what I mean? Like I, what a, I but that makes a lot it's, of sense. No, it's also cause yeah. It's
1: not necessary. It's not necessary, like bro. If there was absolutely no toilet paper in your house right now, you'd find a way. <laughs> <laughs> would you not? <laughs> would you not find a way? You're absolutely right. You'd be a lot of. <laughs> you'd showers. definitely find a way. It would. It you'd would not hold. Showers. If if you take if you'd do something, you'd find a way, and that means it's not a a, ne- a necessary good. It's a. You talking about niggas.
0: He's saying niggas with bidets was at the crib like.
1: <laughs> ball, it, ball, it. <laughs> ball it ball it but ball but yeah that that was my stumble upon topic something that i you know something that i was thinking about uh hold
0: on hold up real quick what do you think the next one is going to be though do you think we'll continue and to we... fail in the medical field and that'll continue to or do you think it'll be something to very different the next time we'll feel like this
1: and we've had this conversation off mic before but i really do think that the next breach or the next major disruption doesn't come from um uh, a novel virus more so i think that this particular exercise is going to put us on full awareness for this type of thing and that we'll be able to handle it a a lot better in the future i do think that where we see the next major disruption comes from tick Technology. I think it's going to be a technology attack. I think it's going to be a mass technology failure, something to that effect, um, maybe a massive breach, maybe a massive lapse in network coverage. There's over 5,000 satellites floating outside of our orbit right now. Who knows what can happen to all those things that shuts them down, limiting us from being able to communicate with each other, banks being interrupted. If, if the internet were to really stop, Bro, like most of the world's money is held in the internet. <laughs> like, what you know, what does that mean if the internet completely turns off? And that's and that's what I've been thinking about. What are you doing to prepare for that potentially? I started a podcast with this one dude recently, and what we do is talk about these things. <laughs> Word. i do this every sunday dude i come i worry about it i worry about it with you and our fans and i hope that they get the message same same no that's great (laughs) what do do you think
0: though i don't do much more than that um yeah same i feel like i feel like we're extremely vulnerable in terms of just like and it's funny because you know one domino affects the other, right? We're locked into COVID. And so we become super reliant on technology and being able to communicate over airwaves and not in person. Um, And yeah, I think that that both in like actual setup and like us making us rely too much on technology and also just in like the weird cruel justice that seems right in the world. I feel like, yeah, that's the next thing that's going to just hit us in the back of the knee you know what i mean Mm. and wobble us a little bit is going to be we're going to lose access to yeah banks i think like i mean any fudging of banking or any erasure of debt through digital means i think would be like super chaotic but even if it was just something as simple as like you know public transportation turnstiles were locked are locked and anonymous is sending letters Mm. to the mayor you know what i mean just like some shit like that (laughs) where we see public infrastructure and how vulnerable you know it can be to hackers and stuff we've seen it with corporations we've seen um hackers hold like corporations like sony and you know others to whatever they felt like they wanted them to do um and yeah corp like corporations in the united states are investing a lot in digital Uh, protection security yeah digital security making their employees sit through these dumb privacy trainings where you click through slides Mm -hmm. and answer dumb questions that the young kids that work at the technology companies already know all the answers to without listening to your infomercial it's just Mm -hmm. the old folks that need that information but i digest um (laughs) it's like yeah but i think it's i think uh you know attack at any of those systems would be would be messed up man even if you mess up some people's uber eats they're going to be mad you know so
1: for sure and we're and we're vulnerable in that sense i think most of us are vulnerable to cyber attacks and the percentage of people that have actually had cyber attacks done on them is super super high like wh- what is people's actual protection to cyber attacks like what do we have right now on your laptop now would we don't use McAfee. like <laughs> the fact that I have a Mac, that's my best I go hopefully this Mac keeps me a little safe and that's that's all I got yeah and i'm I mean there's a
0: see that it's interesting though because just your knowledge of just your I guess thorough exposure to technology for so many years does protect you in a way that a lot of other people aren't protected, right? So you know, no matter what the ad says is your is has been done to your computer not to click okay clean my (laughs) scan my stuff for viruses please come save me you know not to do that right so and a lot of
1: no hot girls in my country in my city now is that what you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) exactly
0: exactly and you know better than that right um (laughs) you know better than that and that that that's protection in itself right i think i I was watching some documentary about um online ads and virus scams and they were talking about how the scams are only they could make a lot of them a lot more convincing but they don't because they require some amount of participation from the user and so they need somebody that's going to be gullible enough to click a not super Mm -hmm. official looking thing because there are further steps that they have to walk them through to complete the scam that somebody who has again that understanding of the internet and what to and not to do online from being coming up in it as a kid, you know what I mean, and probably infecting some computers and getting yelled at by your parents at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like you've learned what not to do. Um and yeah, so they're targeting people that are a lot more less savvy than you, you know?
1: It it seems that way. It seems that way. Well, it's it's it's, it's um it's one of those situations where you really do hope that the service provisions that are out there in the market do um, do refine their services to the layman in terms of the how to protect yourself against cyber attacks and, and things of that nature. Um, one can just hope that that becomes... I'm sure it's readily available right now, but, you know...
0: Yeah, so actually... And actually, this is kind of damn. We kind of stumbled upon a little bit more of an interesting conversation too, because I was actually so you know I've had an Android forever, right? And I was thinking about like, I mean, I want to hold on to my current phone for as long as possible, but the, that, bro, I think they build these things for two years. As soon as you pay them off, for something to go wrong with them, right?
1: Mine. I mean, that the, the the case with Apple where they prove that.
0: Yeah. Right. So my uh the battery port where you plug the charger in is loose now. So the battery, so when I plug it in, a lot of times, even if I just leave it, it'll just kind of jiggle itself out and not charge, right? So that's kind of a problem with the phone. We're like, dang, if the screen was broken, I could get the screen replaced. You know what I mean? I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about getting the battery replaced, but if I can't fix that, I need a new phone. Despite the fact that I don't really want to like start paying for one because I just paid mine off (laughs) like a, a few months ago, right? But if I had to buy one, I was looking at, all right, does it make sense still? Because as a kid, I used to follow that stuff. It was really cool to me, all the new developments that were coming out with phones, but I haven't mm-hmm. paid attention in a long time. So now I'm looking back, like, all right, if I was to buy a phone, does it, am I, you know, does it make really, does it still make sense to be team Android, right? Or does it like, does not actually, let me actually just look and do another, like a fresh comparison of the two, right? When it comes to privacy features, the new Apple iOS has actually done a lot of really dope stuff. Um, And I would encourage people to go and just take a look at it. It does a lot of notifying you when different apps are requesting different permissions um, in ways that the old operating system doesn't do that. It also, like, one of the key things that I saw that just, like, was like, "Uh uh-oh, what? Like, a record skip moment for me was, like, it points out when your phone, being connected to your Wi-Fi, apps request access to other devices on your Wi-Fi network. Now, my phone has never asked that question of me before, but if apps are doing that, I would like to know that, right?
1: So, yeah. So, what type of questions does it ask specifically? No. Would it, it, uh, hypothetically, would it ask?
0: No, it would say like it would say like Twitter is um, wants to access the other devices on your wi-fi network besides your cell phone right mm. and so but the fact that that notification never existed says to me that before they just were able to do that you know what i mean
1: 100 percent,
0: right and so i would just encourage people to go take a look at that a lot of people are iphone stands and are just like for no for no damn reason um and don't really pay attention to like the ups and downs of like What technology is better or worse? And that's not a bad thing, whatever. You know, some people just buy a phone to have a phone. But I would encourage y'all, if you are at all interested or worried about privacy and protection, to go check out um, those Apple features, not just because like to make you feel better about, you know, buying the next iPhone, but to really start thinking about the type of stuff that is being tracked. And that if they're putting this in place to protect you from X, then you know Z gotta exist crazy. If y'all know what I'm talking about, then you know. If you know, you know. Go check it out.
1: If you know, you know. Nah, that's some fly stuff, actually. Um, I didn't know that about the new about the new phones. That's that's some cool stuff. Do you think you'll do you think you you are gonna buy a new phone?
0: Nigga, I'm a cornball. Yeah. So. From time. If I'm gonna buy a new phone, if I'm gonna uh, I do like those privacy features from 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 Apple. So, but them phones be so damn expensive. And it's like six of them now, so I now I got to do even more research about which one of them six of the little family of phones that they got is the best one. If I want the Max, the Max Mini, the Pro Max, the little Max Glide, whatever that I need. You know what and, I mean?
1: And you don't get the charger either.
0: I saw that. they broke they bogus for that, bro. They, they, they're, they're slowly
1: taking things away. They took away the, ear, the earphones before,
0: Take away the charger. Yeah, but no, but you did give me you did put on put uh that rant that AirPod rant you went on did also have me leaning toward the iPhone. But well, the reason why I say I'm a cornball is because Samsung got not the razor, the razor they, they came out with I the new that. razor that flips, but the that and that one is like that's cool, whatever. If you really had a razor and you like that, that's cool. But they have a Samsung one that flips too, and I'm like, dang, it would be so cold to be able to hang up on mugs again. That would be so raw. And it looks just like my phone right now when it's not flipped. So I'm like, that's corny-ish, but damn, I don't
1: know. Do me a favor and do not get the razor phone, bro. You're going to need a brand new phone in six months if you do that shit. Stick simple, be in the now, and get what works.
0: Yeah. Hey, bro, I don't know. We on the fence. We on the fence. Maybe. Uh, honestly, what I would really like to do is just for my continue to continue with my phone for as long as possible till that i'm gonna ride that to the wheels fall off because i don't want to start paying for another phone i don't want another 50 bucks on my bill a month like just for some fancy new shiny yeah. shit but whatever i'll let y'all know on the podcast man if i do and make any phone cellular moves y'all will be the first to know man oh no tapping in oh, lying. what up family um after that smooth pause We back with currents. A current for today is the flow that we in is to talk about,
1: is school necessary? Mm. That might sound crazy. How'd you come across that topic? I got it from my brother. (laughs) What that means is, it's not my topic, is what that means. Mm Is this,
0: it's, um, so it's going to say, yeah, it's going to say, is that, is that the, Oh,
1: the, that's the, that, that's the question. I thought you kept, I thought you were slow introducing it is, is what I thought you are doing. I was, I but, was, <laughs>
0: we keep choking this thing. Hold on, watch this. <laughs> no, pause. All right.
1: It's cool going to start stay. talking. I'm going to start getting serious now. Cause I can tell what you're about to get into.
0: <laughs> out. Like, because that might say, that might sound crazy, right? because when you hear a school necessary, what like (laughs) the immediate thought is, well, what the hell else are we gonna do with these kids? And the answer is educate them. Mm. And I think that that clarifies the question in the sense that I believe, and I think that my broader believes that there's a difference between school and education. Or at least that there a distinction can be made. Right. So I think we can all agree that education is necessary, but is school necessary. And with that, I pass you it see, on. See
1: what you done did right there, brother. Ignore that. <laughs> um ignore that. Um what you see, you 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 made exactly the point that I was thinking which is that undoubtedly education is very very much necessary but the concept of school I don't think is, is so necessary because the concepts are the, the concepts are slightly archaic and they're and they're and they're not necessarily applicable but I understand the value of having kids minds um, think in, in, in very formulaic um, thought, uh, concepts of thought and, uh, capacities predictable of patterns, predictable patterns of, 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 um, of, of mental capabilities. Right. And so for instance, right. My, my, my cousin, my young cousin, Chilla, who's, um, 20 something years old, he's not going to university. And on one end, I feel sure. that he should shout out and Chilla. he should make his way there but on the other hand you know they started their own comp- They try to start their own company started their own company have been doing all these things have paid payroll before thank you and so when i see that i think to myself man i went through four years of school i came out not knowing any of those skills and so it begs the question to me of what is the relevance of 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 the school system right now and obviously we're talking as two non-teachers but like it it still makes us have to ask like is any of this stuff actually relevant to the kids and does it prepare them to be participants of the greater global economy oof
0: i mean the way you phrase that the greater the greater global economy or the greater global good the greater global humanitarian I'll,
1: I'll let you decide
0: so i think first of all and i'm glad that you one just acknowledge that like we're not we're not teachers um so shout out to teachers and everybody the school no administrators the principals the cafeteria bunch of people um shout out everybody bro that helps sincerely genuinely tries to provide uh, uh, a an educational experience to kids with that said i think schools often are limited by the way in which they're judged, right? What you mean by that? In this country, what a good school is, right? Is determined in large part by test scores and I think that that puts schools in a very difficult position in terms of having to prioritize the outcomes of those test scores. And we can talk about what those test scores really measure in a second, but above a lot of the other responsibilities that it has to its students. In the same breath, schools also are asked and kind of forced, right, to be places where students receive so much more than an education. For a lot of students, schools are places where they receive meals. Schools are places where they receive support, uh, counseling. It's one of the few places where they interact with their peers. Um, you know what I mean? For extended periods of time without the supervision of, of parents, depending on how old they are. Um, and for most people, it's one of their primary interactions with the state, right? If you go to public school. So... Schools are, are tasked to do so many things and judge based on their test scores. And I think that that predicament leaves little room for serious adjustments to be made to benefit students when the greater good for their education, for helping them build life and after, after school, build productive lives and, and pursue their dreams doesn't align with the test scores that will translate to funding that will hopefully translate to other opportunities.
1: Part of what I liked from Kanye's conversation on with Joe Rogan was how he had noted that his his kids are going through a, a very different type of school where they're learning how to farm. They're learning physics from a very young age. They're learning um, engineering from a very young age. Um, now, the applicability applicability of that teaching is, is is very high, and I really that really resonated with me when he said that because I think that again, it's hard to have these conversations when we're not parents and we're not teachers, right? But from ignorant two dumb dudes talking um it seems as though the introduction of applicable things to children is done at a very late age i mean we went into college and we regurgitated the same adam smith jargon the same economics jargon the same um technical jargon you know what i mean things that are very very much not applicable to (laughs) (laughs) You see, this is the problem. With this podcast will never. How are we supposed to go into global? This is why you calling me a
0: jargon. <laughs> hey, bro, I had to do it. You said it too many times. I was like, if this nigga say jargon one more time, we'll call him a jargon, dude.
1: <laughs> dude. I feel like a jargon saying that. Time, so that's the problem. Nah, <laughs> but, you, but, like.
0: you, but that's real, dude. You, that's real keep rolling keep rolling you we do get we do get force fed a lot of this this the samey samey you know chapter 2.13 i read this three million times you know what i mean about how adam smith is the founder of economics and it was broken into the keynesian and Bro. philosophy
1: miles let's let's get real dude we we we've, we've lived and worked long enough to have our economic acumen's be somewhat respected in institutions that are definitely respected. Never once, never once have I spoken about Adam Smith, bro. You just came off of TV. There was no Adam Smith being asked on TV, why are we still teaching this stuff? It seems to me like a vanity play for old, old white people to keep their names relevant in history. Cool. I, we get it. You did that. That's great. But also, like, what about Good the water shot. in Flint? <laughs> What about the water in Flint, Michigan? Bro, how about you teach some of these black kids how to be able to keep desalination plants in the hood because you don't need that much space for that. Put that in there and help them refine some of this water, Mr. Adam Smith. Otherwise, why do we keep talking about this? This makes no sense. This makes no sense, dude. And this is my anger from this, and this is the rant that I did not want to have, but we're here now. And I didn't want to have this rant, and I told you, you don't trigger me to have this rant, but I have it essentially dude and some of the work that we're doing what we've been seeing right is that we go into some of these communities we go into like um recently a shelter and in the shelter they have um this the building that the shelter is in is a building that's been there set up for 80 years right prior to south africa's um apartheid regime they got this building up and in this building The beds that these people sleep on are the same beds that they have from 80 years ago. They're carved out of concrete, and they are these metal beds. The reason that they can't move those beds is because that is what's considered a heritage site. And so the laws for heritage site mean that you cannot alter what is in the interiors of the heritage site. They don't change the doors that are there. They don't change the beds that are there. Right. This is a shelter that caters for over 300 people and they don't change the beds from there from 80 years ago. Right. This is the connection I'm about to make. That 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 ego of trying to maintain that heritage is stopping them from even getting to help people in the ways that matter. Hmm. Hmm. And so I, so we go to the shelter, my homeboy stops and my homeboy goes, yeah, but you guys changed the door locks, though. They let you change the door locks though. So what does that mean about how relevant these, these ancient things are tying it back to Adam Smith, right? We go into these institutions and tying it back to the conversation of why school relevant. We go through these institutions where um, we are indoctrinated on jargon, but the relevancy of it is, is is very much lost in the effort to maintain (laughs) that conversation it's 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 actually quite irrelevant is that a hot take that felt like a hot take i feel like there are two so there's
0: there's there's jargon and then there's historical reverence for what might be outdated like you know practices or whatever right so i think when it comes to when it comes to jargon i think it's a lot more it's a lot easier to have a conversation about how much of our curriculum is tradition and how much of it is useful. And I think we'd be embarrassed by those numbers if we were to take a serious look at that, right? Or not? I mean, not even, you know. Um, I think we would be embarrassed by that that balance, right? If we were to take a serious look at a lot of the things that we teach um, in schools, period, right? But so I think so, I think there is definitely room for a conversation about how do we only champion that which deserves to be championed i e like in a historical context, like making sure that you know we tell the truth about who these people were in its entirety, right? When we talk about these white men who did all these made all these amazing strides in all of these different fields, right um and the systems that allowed them to make these strides over people of color over women and, and stuff like that. But I think on the flip side, when you talk about the historical context and historical sites, right, there's the um there's this idea that if it if if it's something like a a place that is of service, right? If it if it's a place that houses, clothes and feeds people that has existed for 80 years. Why does that place not have the ability to build a complex behind that site? You know what I mean? And preserve the historical site and have a functional facility behind it while corporations like Google and Apple build campuses, right? You know what I mean? For for their workers, right? So why does that, why does why does a service, a provider that works to help people have to choose between their historical Preserving their historical nature and helping people while other corporations just get to build shrines to their own product,
1: right? For yeah, why don't they not to cut you, why don't they take this heritage stuff and put it in a museum? Take some pictures of it and make a virtual thing to go into and then give these people some new beds. How about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I and you know, I have my own thoughts about museums and who runs them and who ends up being uh, the owner or caretaker of property that is of historical cultural importance but I think that like yeah let them let them still have it and it can even be like you know when you have new people that come and work there you know that you show them this is where we started and this is you know this is where we are this is where we are now um, in much the same way that universities, right, all over the world, have are able to re- preserve these historical buildings, but also b- build brand new dorms, you know, to house thousands of of students. That's a lot of beds. You know what I mean? Dorm beds ain't great, but you know, how come U of I can afford thousands and thousands of dorm beds that are empty right now? They're in quarantine, and this, these classes mm. are still going. So how necessary are those beds? Maybe we can grab some of the mugs, bring them to this place.
1: Hey, yeah. that's, some, that, that's, that's some real stuff. And I, the reason why I wanted to bring that conversation to you specifically is because you work with schools directly. Um, you're very much involved with schools. Um, we, we, we both are. Um, you more so to a greater extent. Um, a lot of your outreach and a lot of your organizational it, um work and focus is towards the youth um i think we share that in common and it was just something interesting to 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 think about when i saw what they are teaching in these schools and how relevant those lessons are to um, the solutions that they can start providing into their communities. and I just wondered if there was a different approach that could be introduced and a different curriculum that can be provided for people who are in situations that require collective solutions.
0: I think there's always room for schools. I think I think so to kind of bring it full circle to like my my comment my opening comment for the conversation, right? I, I think that we ask schools to do, so much, and we ask, and like, so here's where this conversation gets uncomfortable for some people. Um, we ask, there are a lot of institutions that are entrenched in our society that we ask to do a lot of that we ask to do too much. Schools and the police are one of them, right? All of people. Go through either one of those systems. Either you go through the school system, or you go through the criminal justice system, or you're the one in the middle, or you're an amazing entrepreneur, right? And kudos to you if you are that that person. But for the most part, most people go through one of those two systems, and I think it's important that we really look at how much weight falls on those two systems. Because of that, when you when you make when you put every single person through this like you know mostly public but also private school systems right like what are you asking those institutions to do you asking them to make the people that you want to see in society and I just think that there are a variety of other organizations and like just places that need to take some of that burden off of schools and a lot off of the criminal justice system right in order to allow both of those things in whatever capacities you think they should exist to function at their most effective right so we need more mental health care for people that's going to that's a big gap that both of those institutions that weighs on both of those institutions right they're both of those both schools and the criminal justice system are constantly dea- dealing with people that need mental health attention Right. So that's that's a big part of it. There's a the big part of schools that are just taking care of children and like not educating them, but just like child care. Right. And like just babysitting, basically. And we need to find other ways to spread those responsibilities around. We need to make sure that children eat whether they go to school or not. Right. Um, and so I think if we start to ease those burdens, then we can. uh allow schools to really shine and do what they want to do and really be spaces of education and not just spaces mm. of, you know, you're going to learn to do good on this test so we can get some more money so we can try and do something for y'all. You know what I mean?
1: Mm. And that's what it's limited to. That's what it's limited to. Hey man, look, um, I, I I really, I, I love that conversation. I think that was a dope conversation for us to have. Um, that's a dope conversation for us to have it's it's important because when you think about who can have impact on education it comes into people who invest in post school organizational work right so it's like i right, cool i understand the value of the school the infrastructure and the services that they provide they're feeding the kids um at times clothing the kids and all all of the positive work that's done in schools, cool. How do we assist that um, in the organizations that we run? How do we get these kids to be able to learn things that can quickly be applicable to them and help them with whatever is a reality of the environment? You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, all you can do for all you can do for kids is give them opportunities. That's all you can. That's do. it. That's all. You, that's all you can do. It's what's really important. I think is parent engagement, right? And that's difficult to do, and not just like parent engagement, but family engagement, right? Engaging whole families, engaging a child's whole support system, and investing in that support system, or at least investigating, not not invest, I don't even want to use the word investigating, but we should be aware of, okay, if a child is relying on school for food, what is, who are their support system, and how, and what is our level of contact with them, right? Because we need to, every, like, in order, especially for children of color to make it it's all hands on deck it takes a village to safely raise a child of color in the united states and in a lot of places in the world you know what i mean so i think there i think we need to it's it's about engaging engaging families and engaging communities to empower their schools right we need active parent action councils we need active um Neighborhood park advisory boards. We need active systems of communication for between business owners and residents, and school administrators, and you know whoever whoever else, other community stakeholders. Right? There needs to be a network of people that know what's going on with our children and who care, right? And we need to be even more involved as as citizens, as non-parents, as non-teachers uh, in who those people are and making those decisions in terms of yes voting at a local level but if you but also participating like you know what i mean if you care about your community look for a position on your local school action council or your local like even at as we inch out of our 20s like we're getting to the age where that's not out of the question for us to be on boards like that in our community right so Start thinking about those type of things, man. Get invested, get involved. The more people that know what's going on with our kids, the more, that the better we can be as a community at looking out for them.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. That's fly. That's fly. Um, I dig that.
0: Speaking of fire, you want to do a lightning round real quick? I want to do a lightning round, nigga, because I've been tired of these niggas, man. This I'm dude, getting tired of these guys. This
1: dude, dude is so, man, I, don't this this dude
0: is so I don't think these niggas understand. <laughs> We're going to do a really quick lightning round, my nigga. Hold on real quick. Bear with me. Run with me real quick, my nigga. What's the Mandula Foundation, my nigga? What's that?
1: Nah, you see, I, 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 I didn't know where you are going to go with it. But if we're, putting it, if we're putting it out there, the Mandula Foundation is um, the foundation that um, I and a few other family members, namely my sister, uh, who is our communications director, my other cousin, who is our chief operations officer. And uh, Luvo Gila, my other cousin, who is a co-founder of it. We are a foundation that is focused essentially on being able to provide um, all sorts of relevant solutions to issues that are currently facing our youth and disenfranchised, namely speaking, introducing STEM uh, education and technologies into schools via solar-powered computer labs. Um, We've been working tirelessly to be able to get partnerships and funding that can help us be able to roll out the work of that foundation. Um, Over COVID, what we have done is focus our attention now on being able to feed some people via some sponsorships that we've had. We have had the absolute privilege of, within our first week of rolling out our pantry, feeding over 400 people. Um, next week we look to do more. Uh, we are a bunch of young kids with the energy and focus of being able to help people. And that's the type of shit that we try and do, man. You don't understand. You, you don't understand. understand. You yeah. You see that? If you're going to shoot yeah, like yeah, this. No, I ain't done.
0: <laughs> I ain't done. You said solar powers, right? That seems crazy. You know, solar powers, that remind me. What's that?
1: That's energy, right? Energy. What you know about energy, young boy? Ah, you see now, you see now. Before you, know you start energy, shooting yeah, that way. Before you start, before you start ah, shooting no, that run, way. Let run with me real before quick. Before you know they about start me? shooting that way. <laughs> hit listen, him, come no, on. The re- I want to hit the re- him. The re- uh, Listen. I'm tired. I- I can't, We can we I'm tired. Nah.
0: <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them what you know about energy, man. You talking about putting smoke panels for the kids? What?
1: Tell them about tell them about the I energy. Be, I believe I believe um, as as Jay Z Boy said, he said, "I tell you half the story, the rest you fill it in." I'll give you I'll give you the half of it. The rest I'm gonna need you to be on research. But that being said, a particular, somebody was on TV recently, I believe representing University of Chicago. Now listen, I am from lived in Chicago for a very long time, so I understand. Something about the University of Chicago, especially in their social justice department, that a lot of people don't understand, which is that is one of the most revered and most um, appreciated institutions for that type of thing. Now, Miles Xavier, I don't know if you know anything about the University of Chicago and their social impact justice department. Um, If you don't mind just explaining to us what your relationship with that is, that would be that would be great.
0: Look, man, look, man, look. (laughs) <laughs> so I got to keep the same energy, right? I got to keep the same energy. And look, I'm going to let y'all know real talk, man, real talk. The um the School of Social Service Administration at the University of Chicago is a small department in the university that is, um that houses the Center for Youth Violence Prevention. And it's a small group of dedicated people that are working to just like increase, strengthen, better like and and be genuine about investing in the community, both that surrounds the university um, and the greater South side with a focus on black people, with a focus on racial justice, with a focus on community led work. So not the university going in and telling folks what to do, but finding who's doing the work in the community and using the university resources to support them both in research um, and building the capacity of those existing organizations, and in brainstorming and figuring out how we can help kids, I am not
1: a small part of that. You know, if I right, know- now I get that, and that's great. But now tell me specifically what you do. Within those, I get what the initiative does, but what's Miles Xavier's role within not just that particular institution, but some of the other ones that you also uh, participate in, brother? If you don't mind getting specific for the people, I think that's important right about now. Hey, bro! Yeah, bro! Hey,
0: I, I'm I'm hugely humbled um, to be able to have the position, um, to be able to eat off of doing what I love, so when I talk about what I do, I have to come with a certain sense of humility. Um, But also, nigga, so what I'll be doing, right, is i just be doing whatever I can, bro, just to, like, really support my community in any way that I see that I can, right? Like, is I filling gaps, bro? Like, what do people need? Food? Because why? Stores closed. COVID. Messed up. Buildings got broken into. George Floyd. Murdered. Responding to everything, you know what I mean. Like, responding to everything and filling gaps is what I do. That's like that's 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 my job. That is quickly becoming my life, and I love doing that. So that means, like I said, working at food pantries, making sure people get food, delivering masks, making sure people have you know whatever it takes to battle this these crazy times we in. um, Organizing just events to make sure that people have the tools and are equipped. You know, we did one for um, education in terms of uh, like when the school shifted to remote learning, we just had to have, you know, a a kind of workshop about like, what does this mean? What are the expectations from CPS? How can we, what are the resources that CPS has made available to parents? How can we walk parents through this? Right. Um, We did another one for, like when covid first started over the summer before school for like what types of activities can we get students involved in you know with covid for the summer this partnership shut down summer schools was like at limited capacity so it's like what are these kids gonna do man and it's just filling gaps like that that's what that's that's my work that's my that's that's what i do out here and it's tiring and i do a lot of it and you know it's uh, I mean, I Well, I want... listen. Yeah, bro. Go ahead.
1: Well, well, listen, man, this, the reason why we have to bring these types of things up is, um, is because I good, the most important work that we can, that we can do is being able to uplift and help the people within our communities. And a lot of the times what I've noticed is a trend for people to perpetrate, like that's what their focus is and utilize the 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 social currency and clout of seeming as though they're being impactful to 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 bolster their credibility listen this 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 work that we're talking about these uh these 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 conversations that we have about helping are not are not um, wishful thoughts that we have. This is something that we've dedicated our lives to. This is something that we dedicate our time to, our energy, our capital. Um, this is something that we're passionate about, being professionals about. This is something that we take very, very seriously. And so we believe that leading by example is the beginning of change. And our protest to the our protest to 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 the the idleness of the youth. And and I don't really want to talk about it in that way, because there's a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people doing good work, but we ain't talking to those people. We talking a lot of times to the people that want to know how that they, how they can help. And as two idiots that are doing the work that we've always wanted to do, which is helping people, we bring you the manuscript to doing that. God damn it.
0: Bruh, life is about, is about balance. And so as I look around, bro, I just see my brother working and I didn't see, and I know, you know, what you spoke to earlier about the ways in which the imagery around this work is often co-opted for clout. Um, mm-hmm. Not doing that, being very particular about, you know, not not flexing um, in ways that are unnecessary or, or ways that don't support the movement. And I just, you know, needed to big you up real quick um, and where the balance comes in is just recognizing that, you know, dedicated as as we are, and then as like honest as it is to say that like this work is my life, bro. This is like what I care about. Um, this is when I spoke the DAP up of spending my energy and creative process. That's writing articles about this stuff. That's you know reading. That's thinking through the thoughts of how we can create change in our neighborhoods. Um, and all of that work is built on. The shoulders of other people that have held us up, man. Shoulders of people that have done the work, that have written the books, um, people that have, you know, paved the way for us to have opportunities in these fields, you know. There, they're there have people there are black faces that have been laughed out of rooms so that we can sit in boardroom chairs and, and have serious discussions. So um I always mm-hmm. want to just acknowledge the the people that, that have come before us and that, that are doing the work. Shout out everybody who, shout out all the social workers, shout out all the, the lawyers that are, you know, on on really looking for justice, real, real justice. Shout out, you know, all the people, all the real teachers, all the real principals, um, you know, all of y'all, man. So I just think it's about as much as I need to big up my brother and, you know, it's important, I think, for us to talk our shit as black men that, you know, aren't lame, but also... Aren't like it's all positive, you know what I mean? Um, mm. it's also important to bounce that with humility of how we got here and the opportunities that we had that allow us to be who we are. So, and y'all, as the audience, mm. man, whoever listening to these conversations and really like taking the time to think and reflect, we appreciate all that.
1: We appreciate all that, we appreciate all that. And, um, I believe quoting J. Cole. Is how you looking up to me when I'm looking up to you. I always think about that. I always tell you that I appreciate you. I love you. And we're in this grind together. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. We're in the last uh the last segment of the show. Um, those that have been rocking with us up to this point, we appreciate you for, for rocking with us. This is the part of the show that is um more read uh, more fan fan oriented. Um, the part where we encourage people to be able to recommend and review things with us, we pick it from the comments, we take it, we throw it up, we watch it, we listen to it, we digest it, we we indulge in it. Um, please, please, please send your recommendations and reviews. And while you're at that, hit that like, comment, and subscribe, pimp, and go ahead and, and engage with the pimp. Yo, I read a YouTube manual that said those three words are words that we must say. So, like, comment, subscribe, put that everywhere put that anywhere um last section uh recommended and review we here we here we here we here my g what you got what recommended and review are you throwing it to me first because i'll take it if you got something wrong with it microdosing psilocybin
0: Oh, this nigga done brought a main topic up as the goddamn <laughs> review end part.
1: Come on, man! All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll we'll say that we'll say that for later. But I highly recommend it. <laughs> I Highly recommend it. Um, that's what, all, right, all right, all right. More than anything, and this piece on some of the stuff that I did last week, um, my recommended for this week is a digital detox. Um, last week. Like I said on the podcast, I took a weekend off from Friday evening to Saturday Sunday morning of not having any access to a phone, a laptop. Um, it was something that was profoundly um, was profoundly awakening in the sense of realizing what I utilized my time for and how I how I distract my mind and things of that nature. It's had a very positive effect on me From since I've done it. Um, I think I'm going to do it again uh, next week. I think I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it again next week. Take another full digital detox from Friday to Sunday. Um, I, I fully recommend that, man. I think that's something that's very positive. It's something that has a lot of value to it and forces you to realize the value of life without looking into your black screen hey man skip just giving y'all a black mirror survival guide look put it Mm -hmm. down turn it
0: off that's what's up all right um man yeah so yeah man y'all i'm gonna let that be the prescriptive kind of uh recommendation for me um man just uh Man, I did watch that. I did watch that ABC documentary, but I don't even want to put no people on nothing that's like negative. I want to say something like, you know what? You know what y'all should do out there, man? You know what? In honor of in honor of my big brother, man, in honor of the bucket hat boys, man. What y'all what I recommend that y'all PBS. do at some point this week, man, is kick back and listen to uh Anderson Pack's album, Malibu, from start to finish. Just do that one time this week for yourself, you know. That's a, that's a good little, that's a nice little vibe, man. I uh, I recommend that. I recommend that. It's not new, but I think that's something that you should do for you, you know?
1: Top 10 albums of all time. Me.
0: See? That ain't the code sign you need. I don't know what it is. I'm
1: Top 10 people. albums of all time. Capitaine. Hey, bro.
0: Hey, bro. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure doing this thing with you. You know what I mean? Can't do it without you. Wouldn't try. I wouldn't want to. An audience. We know. We know. We know. We know. We understand. Completely. Got too many options when it comes checking out a podcast. But we appreciate you rocking all the way live. Live in the sense that we're celebrating life. Live in the sense that we are celebrating, celebrating. Live in the sense that God damn we are celebrating being black. Don't it feel good to be black? Man, feel good. All the time. Every day. Look, and we celebrate y'all, man. Look, appreciate y'all listeners. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Appreciate y'all for letting us be live and working this all out in real time. Like that. Peace. Water. We gone.